Okay. Down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers gotta fuck. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Following this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! <sighs> it ain't over. This shit's just starting, man. What's up, everybody? It is THD Movie Review. I am Boxman, and with me, as always, I got Anthony. What's going on, Anthony? What's going on, bro? What's going on, folks? Welcome. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. This is going to be a fucking fun one. You know why? Because it was why. your idea? Well, no, that's got nothing to do with it. But <laughs> but we're talking some 90s TV show themes. Uh, now, when looking these up, I noticed a few of mine started in the 80s, but it doesn't matter. So did a couple of yours, too, but it doesn't matter. Um, now, in listening, before the show, I was playing some 90s rock Anthony, a little, uh, let's see, what did we have here? We had some, uh, we had a little, let's see, what do we, we had a little, uh, uh, Bulls on Parade, Rage Against the Machine. We had a little bit of Pearl Jam Alive. And in thinking of Pearl Jam Alive, how many drunken nights sitting around a table with my buddies drinking and drinking and drinking and singing along with these fucking songs, man? Holy ah. shit, man. So many of these. I, I, I got a hundred best 90s songs, 90s rock songs. I mean, fucking Stone Temple Pilots, Jane's Addiction, you know, even Oasis, which. Well, that's a throwback. I ain't I, heard that name in years. I despised Oasis. Uh, but Blind Brain. No, uh, 
uh, Blind Melon, No Rain, sorry. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Beck, Loser, uh, November Rain, Guns N' Roses. Love that song. Famous oh, song. Just so many fucking songs. I'm just sitting here thinking, how many fucking nights did I... S-? There you go. Miss My Life brings up Sublime. Love Sublime. Uh, I'm glad they're still going with... Uh, they have Sublime with Rome now. Travis Wayne brings up Tool. There was another one that was badass back in the 90s, man. I Michael mean... Uh, who? Cobain, Kurt Cobain. Uh, Nirvana, 100%, man. He redefined music in the 90s. I mean, you got to give him that. Uh, Bush, you know, as bad of a band they were, they that guy, man, that guy really just took his looks and went 100% with it. Just look, I look at my fucking curly locks. <laughs> hey, Fox, where you stand on uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers? They were pretty hot in the late 90s. <sighs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Weebs brings up Pantera. Oh, man. Vinnie Paul. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, Vinnie was, Paul. Jesus Christ, that, man. That was a tough one. Yeah. I'm always a Pantera. Oh, Papa Dave brings up Skid Row. <laughs> Soundgarden. Uh, fuck you, Weebs. I'm sorry. Soundgarden was <laughs> god-awful. I saw him in concert. Hated him in concert. I was. It was at a, <laughs> it was at a Lollapalooza, so like I had to deal with it. Um, that was where most of the drinking that day came in, was during... During Soundgarden, who the fuck? Fucking, let's see, who was that? That was where I saw Rancid. The Ramones were there. Uh, fucking uh, Metallica was there that night. That's who. That was the headline. Oh, I can't even remember who else was there. That's how most of the concerts I went to are. I can't remember everything. Like, <laughs> I knew I was there, but I don't remember. I mean, you know, but that's just how it is. That's just how it was, but so much good music. But in that, there were also some amazing television show themes. And I really wanted to start with 90s because the 80s shows, not many people are going to remember. That's going to be more. Most of the 80s shows carried over from the 70s, like late and late 70s. But most of these shows in the 90s, We've all heard these themes a thousand fucking times. A thousand fucking times, you know? I mean, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Friends comes to mind, a few shows like that. Those will stick in your fucking head like, God damn, yes. they just won't fucking let go. Like fucking yes. suction cups. And I do want to mention, um, even though it never had an official theme, Seinfeld had that, always had that like little jingle. Anytime you hear it, you know it's fucking Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yes, I'm leaving out the boy bands, weebs. Okay, fine. Sync, Backstreet Boys. I did not listen to that shit. I was more into the, when I was playing, the 90s rock, man. That's really what I listened to. <laughs> I, just had a vi- I just had a visual of Fox listening to uh, fucking uh, Sync or fucking Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you get the frosted hair going. I did, uh, all right, I, I will admit, I did do the highlights once, but just remember, my uncle's a hairdresser, and he wanted to see how it looked. Who was the chick, man? Who was the chick? Uh, Jesus, who was I with at that time? Oh, my God. I think I was single at that time, dude. Seriously, I think I was single. I think I stayed single at that time. <laughs> I would hope so with highlights. Uh, so I can't respect the I, I can't respect the grown man with highlights. Well, here's the thing: you really never because I put gel in my hair. You really never saw the highlights. 
You really didn't because I, I really don't, you know, you would see him a little bit right in the front, but that's it. That's it. It, it wasn't, I, I trust me, I didn't look like fucking Corey Graves or anything. Or Michael Cole. No. Remember that, remember that period where he had like that bright, bright ass blonde hair? The frost, oh, 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 he had frosted tips. He had, he had spiked frosted tips. That's what, that's, that's what he has, dude. I remember those days back when he was a, uh, backstage announcer. Yeah, it was horrible. Well, that was when, that was when Heidenreich raped him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. Uh, but yeah, some of the shows that, I, that me and you were going to do, they started late eighties. Uh, I think the earliest one I, uh, either me or you have is an 87 show, but still most of their themes were, you know, just fucking really defined the nineties. And I don't know. Uh, you want to go ahead and start getting into a few of these? Let's start. Let's go. All right. Let's do this. Uh, Anthony, you want to go ahead and go first? All right. First on my list is uh, the theme, The Living Single. Yes. Living Single, 1993 to 1998. Yes, sir. Five whole seasons. Now, I I do need to say I went with season one for all of these. Okay. Um, This show changed up its theme in season three and four, I think. Yeah, like it, it had the same. It always had the same general theme, but for like the later seasons, they changed it up slightly with the vocals. But yeah, the same. Yeah, but it's basically the same theme throughout. Exactly. Yeah, it's basically the same thing throughout the whole thing. But uh, all right, so uh, we have got living single. Let me go ahead and move this out of the way, and let's go ahead and play some living single. This theme is very short, thirty-one seconds. So why don't I just play the whole fucking thing? Here we go. Yes, sir. <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's that that that's a nice little beat there. I like that. Yes, it's on like a jazzy type note. Like I said, a good show, almost like a good wrestling theme. Once you hear it, it gets you kind of like pumped up, gets you ready for what you're about to watch. Right, exactly. Um, now this show had who was in this show? Queen Latifah, Kim Coles, Kim Fields. Hey, yes. What was that? Judy. Uh, from uh, Family Facts of, Life. Uh, Facts of Life. Thank you. Jesus Christ. See, I mean, yeah, I got my notes ready. I'm you in Rain Man form tonight, bro. You are, man. Shit, and I, I pulled up stuff on both of our shows. How's that? Hey, that's why we work well together, bro. That's it, man. Yeah, well, I did some work for you. But, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> but uh, was this Queen Latifah's first television show? I mean, I know she did some movies, obviously some albums, but... Was this her first, like, boom, TV show? Yes. yes. Yes, it was. All right. Nice. Nice. And obviously, we just mentioned Kim Field, who was from uh, Facts of Life. God, did I have a crush on Blair in that show. Jesus, man. Yeah. Now, I, now admittedly, I did not watch much Living Single. I caught it here and there, but I really didn't watch much TV in the 90s. I missed wrestling. I missed this. I missed I missed a lot of TV shows in the 90s. There was there was a lot of drinking. Uh, there was some school, a little bit of school in that time. So it, it, it was a different time for me. 
you know. But yes, you, uh, these songs probably define you a little more than than um, than my '90s. But I do remember a lot of these songs. But this one I remember. This one I remember. And we're going to get into a few, uh, obviously, some more. But uh, all right, anything more on Living Single? Uh, no, just that it was a part of a Thursday night block on uh, Fox, which Fox in the 90s kicked ass. You had Met Here with Children, oh. you had Martin, you had Living Single, you had The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much Fox, not so Fox, not so much in the current uh, day, modern era, but back in the day, Fox was the shit to me. Yeah, Fox did have those fucking some really badass fucking shows. They had that, what was that, a Thursday or Friday night lineup? Thursday. It was yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, Martin, yeah, Living Single, then yeah, New York Undercover, which oh. we will get to a little later. I I know you like cop shows, but New York Undercover was my NYPD blue. Uh, well, we l- let's just say you're you're going to hear a little of both of those coming up soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. What's <laughs> up? Uh... All right. My first show is uh, Family Matters. Family Matters is was – now, this, this is one of them. This show started in 1989. But it ran till 1998. Obviously, you know, you really could have called this the Urkel show. Um, but this is also, you know, this was about the Winslows. Uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, who, you know, became one of the greatest fucking people in the Die Hard movies. I think he was only in the first two, though. Yeah, he was uh, in the first one. And in the second one, he was criminally underused. He literally had like a cameo, and that was it. I think you saw him like once, mm-hmm. maybe twice, and he was gone. Uh, you saw, yeah, twice, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, that, that that was it. But yeah, I mean, there was a an obviously, like I said, this was the Urkel show, is what this show kind of ended up being. Um, you know, uh, Jaleel White who played Steve Urkel, but you know, they really that was the character that took this show over, in my now opinion. Now, let me ask you, you bring, I call it the Urkel effect. Mm-hmm. And do you think this is the first example of a uh, character that wasn't really meant to be anything but like a cameo kind of really taking over on the show? Yeah. He, I, I mean, the only other example I could think of, honestly, is from uh, the Golden Girls. Uh, Sophia Petrillo, that character was only meant to be one or two episodes or a character that you ever that you saw every so often. Mm-hmm. But when they kind of tested it with audiences, she kind of blew up from there, and then she became like a central character on the show. Yeah, and and you know, like you said, Urkel was just supposed to be a once or twice character and done. But uh, fucking everyone loved him, so they let him keep fucking going. But you know, he he really became the standout of that show. He didn't do much after that show, did he? He had a show. Uh, maybe the chat room weaves our other Rain Man. Hopefully, he can help me out. He had a uh, show in the mid in the late nineties on UPN, like all grown up. It lasted all of one season, I believe. Yeah. But outside of uh, that, he never really achieved the success. Nowhere close to Family Matters. No, 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 no. Obviously, and yeah, he still did. You know what? He's got a few things coming out. He's got a, one movie coming out in two thousand nineteen. Uh, he was just in a movie called The Choir Director coming out this year. He did a. T- uh, Sting, he did a the preacher's son. You ever see that movie? I haven't. I never saw that, but I did see a, a straight to DVD movie he made. This is like I want to say five six years ago called Who Made the Potato Salad. Which <laughs> don't ask me why. Jeez, <laughs> it's interesting. And you know what? This guy has done a lot of fucking voice work. Even in the nineteen nineties, he was doing like the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. He was a voice in that. He was Sonic, actually. 
in in these. So he he did a lot of voice work, but shit, this guy I didn't even realize he was on the Jeffersons. He did a a, a, a quick. He had a one one off on the Jeffersons, and you know he he was on Full House as Steve Urkel. By the way, he did do one in nineteen ninety one. He actually made a cameo as Steve Urkel. So I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a lot of shit. He was even on uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air in nineteen ninety five. Guy did a lot of shit, man. Yeah, and I haven't believe it or not, because this is around when I was a kid when this first came out. He got so popular. He had everything going. He had like dolls, which I had, and uh, like video games. People really don't realize how hot Jaleel White was at the peak of that show. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to kind of like gloss over and overlook now, but back in the day, he was a uh, he was hot. He was, man. All right, let me go ahead and play a little bit of this. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's over a minute, so here we go. A little bit of this. Enough of that one. All right. And that song, by the wow. way, is, yeah, As the Days Go By, written by Jesse Frederick and Bennett Salve, performed by Jesse Frederick, who I don't know what the hell he's done, what what else he's known for, but that's who did it right there. There you go. He has done songs for like the Wolf of Wall Street, Full House's song. He his voice might sound a little familiar from that one too. So yeah, and he also did a he's he's done a lot of fucking songs, this guy. I gotta say, Box, I'm impressed. You really did uh, your research on that one. You unearthed the original theme, the extended mix. Nice. Of course, man. I told you I went season one for everything. Everything. Nice. What do you expect me to do, man? Come on, man. This is good shit. But Very yeah, much good. But yeah, that fucking song right there. I mean, how many times have we heard that one? And And you know what? If you listen to this, you can hear like... Where Full House got there. And by the way, I do have Full House on here, so you will hear it. Uh, I believe it might be next, actually. So, I don't know. We'll check it out and see. Nope, it's not. But, uh, yeah, you will hear that, and you'll hear the difference how, oh, my God, that sounds just like the other guy. So, all right. That's it, though. Family Matters. I think we uh, we jumped into it a little bit. Anthony, you've got another one here. Uh, one of my all-time favorites from the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Mark. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think we need a to. Fan? Uh, Martin, I was a fan. And again, I didn't like go home and be like, oh, Martin's on tonight. I would catch him on reruns mostly uh, or really late night. You know what I mean? Like really late night. I would catch the same ones. But obviously this was Martin Lawrence at the height of his popularity. Would you definitely agree with that? Without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tisha Campbell, who, mm, gorgeous girl. Um, you know, we had Thomas Meikle Ford, who, you know, obviously, I believe he just passed away. What? Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. A little while ago, yeah. And he was also in uh, Harlem Nights, which, Jesus Christ, he was Tommy Smalls. (laughs) Irony, boy, irony. The irony. (laughs) The irony. He was Tommy Strawn in here, Tommy Smalls in that booth. Jesus Christ, man. And I believe, I'm glad you brought that up because for the longest time, I'm just recently finding it was strong because it always the way they pronounced it, it always sounded like strong. So for the longest time, I always thought his name was Tommy Strong. Oh, Tommy Smalls. <laughs> you didn't, Jesus man, the white no, guy. Not, Har- not Harlem Nights. I'm talking about uh Martin. Oh yeah, Tommy Strawn. S T R A W N was his name in that movie. Not Strong. Showbox. There you go. There you go. All right. Go ahead and jam a, jam a little bit of this shit for y'all right here. A little bit of my... And there we go. All right. certainly knew what fucking show you were watching and who started the show hey <laughs> creative right. license bro there was no question right there of who in the hell was on that fucking show and what they were fucking talking about. uh but yeah man definitely a huge show for martin lawrence i mean talk about being put on the fucking map you know what i mean yeah, and we should have mentioned this show debuted in 1992, lasted for five seasons, mm-hmm. then, uh, 1997, and when it debuted, this is at the height of everything, because you have to understand, at the time, at the same time he was doing this show, he was doing movies like Boomerang, he had, uh, he was doing the House Party series, he was hosting Def Comedy Jam, he had his first stand-up uh, comedy movie, You So Crazy, mm-hmm. so he had a lot going on, Bad Boys was in the middle of this run, which right, is, right, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had to get. We got to get to that one day. By the way, too. Oh yeah, and we we also need to get to Boomerang one day because that is one of my favorite underrated fucking movies of all time. I think that is an incredible. I mean, Eddie Murphy obviously is fucking awesome, but oh, you a Boomerang fan? Thanks. Nice. Love that fucking movie. I don't know why. For some reason, I didn't think you were a fan of that movie. Glad to hear. Oh yeah. You. Glad to hear I was wrong. Are you kidding? Have you seen Robin Givens' body in that movie? Yeah, that's, that's what made the top five for me, bro. My <laughs> God, I would take, I would do five minutes in the ring for five minutes in the bed with her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tyson yes. could beat me for five minutes as long as you give me five <laughs> minutes with that shit. So, so, you, so you, 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 you would take a couple of right hooks from uh, Mike Tyson for one night with Robin Gibbons? Yeah, I'd take two or three right hooks from Mike Tyson. It's okay. You're going to be okay, David. I won't hit you as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yes you know you would too damn right fuck yeah dude yeah that that not only that but i mean Halle berry was in that yeah i do love that fucking movie yes john oh i want to yeah uh real quick i want to mention who else was in it david allen greer mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. john witherspoon yep criminally underrated criminally underrated right oh, there fuck yeah dude fuck yeah that 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 whole movie though 
doesn't get talked about enough. And another one of his movies not talked about enough, Distinguished Gentleman, speaking of Eddie Murphy. Um, but and that was another one you're probably surprised I like, but I love that fucking movie too. That was yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it was a great movie. But yeah, dude, Boomerang, great one, man. Yeah, Martin Lawrence though was all over the place in the nineties. All over the place. You couldn't fucking I mean just like you mentioned, man, he was doing this, he was doing bad boys. He had his own fucking TV. Uh, he had a bunch of TV appearances and everything during this time. The guy was on fire. And then one day, you heard a little thing about Martin Lawrence running in a rubber suit, running around, <laughs> running around LA on the highway. Yeah. That's when I, that's, you know, when a pressure was starting to get to him. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, I would have understood more if they were like, oh, he got liposuction. Be like, yeah, it makes sense, fucking Hollywood. But yeah, he was, he, he went nutty. And didn't they catch him doing something else again, just like that? Uh, I think it was running down the street with a gun. Hmm. That would have, that would probably would have made you an instant fan. This is, this is still in the night. This was back in, I want to say, 97, 98. Because he had a gun? No, no, he was like running down. I guess he thought people was chasing him. So he's like running in the middle of traffic with a gun. This was like late 90s. So I want to say 97, 98 ish. Well, might be off on a date. Well, that'll teach you one thing. Kids don't do crack. Okay. Yes. And yes. Uh, we should, what else was going on in the 90s with him? He had the uh, the incident with uh, Saturday Night Live. The only person that I know of that's been banned from Saturday He was banned. He had a lifetime ban from Lauren Michaels. He would never appear on Saturday Night Live. And he has not since. And this happened way back in 1994. I believe, and I could be wrong, maybe our chat room can either confirm or deny, I believe uh, Andrew Dice Clay was also banned from Saturday Night Live, as well as MTV. Wow. But I believe he may have been, and I could be wrong, but I think Andrew Dice Clay might have also been banned from Saturday Night Live. I know he was banned from MTV, and that hasn't changed. They like haven't taken him back or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and that goes to show you, like as as wild and crazy as things were in the 1990s, you still had to kind of like watch your p's and q's because Saturday Night Live by this point had changed so much. It wasn't the 70s where you could be doing lines of coke right before you had to go on. It it was like very much a corporate entity by this point in time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I mean, you know, I've said before at this point that show is kind of a a shell of its former self. Oof. I mean, it's barely a shell at this point. It's really just a political joke Is at this point. But we're not talking politics tonight at all. I'm not doing it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, but I, I what, do you know what the story was behind the Saturday Night Live thing? Because I honestly don't. Uh, basically, he had, you know how, like, whenever they have a guest star, they'll open up with a monologue? Mm -hmm. Well, Martin basically went off, you know, being Martin at first, you know, started off all well and good. Then he went into this rant, this monologue on uh, women's hygiene to the point where they had to give him a seven second delay. You know, they got women pissed off. So basically before Me Too, this was the original Me Too movement. Women were pissed off. I'm sure gay men were pissed off. Everybody was pissed off. And he got See? banned. You can still like find a clip online, but that's the gist of it. He just went off on like women's hygiene for some reason and it just went uh that's went downhill weird. from there that's weird man that's fucking weird but 
I don't know. I, I never heard that or, but I, I, you know what? I'll search that out after this, uh, after we do this, but yeah, man, I, I, I didn't realize he was banned from Saturday Night Live for that, but yeah, they don't like when you go off script unless you're, uh, making the crowd laugh their ass off, but wow. And you know, dude, like I said, man, if you ever listen to Andrew Dice Clay back in the fucking late eighties, early night, he was, you want to talk about misogynistic, making fun of fucking women, sexist jokes. Yeah. And you should have seen all the women in the crowd. Yeah. We're going to have to get to a, 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 I mean, I, I know, I'm sorry to cut you off. I know we did the one Andrew Dice Clay movie with, you know, what we're, you know, with, uh, but I really think we need to do, we might have to do an Andrew Dice Clay, uh, comedy one night. We need to do, uh, Dice Rules. No doubt. We need to do dice rules. I think we might do that in the next couple of weeks here. Might have to do that one. So, all right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was Martin. And, uh, what does that make it? My turn? Yeah. Good turn, bro. Makes it my turn. All right. You guys, you know what? I don't really have to say much about this one. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and start by playing it. Okay. <laughs> per the whitest show of the nineteen nineties. Yes. <laughs> Anthony yes. saw me <laughs> Anthony saw me over here dancing to it. So. And, and you know what, you know, look I don't really like to break shows down the because some of my uh, favorite shows are basically like you know, honeymooners, I love Lucy, uh all in the family, predominantly white cast. I hated fucking friends in the nineties though. This was my limit. I've grown to appreciate the show and since but okay. at the time it was going on, I, I could not stand this show. I heard that song. I, I got violent. I, I couldn't stand this fucking show in the 90s. I'm sorry. Really? I, oh, I, man. I, I've grown to appreciate it. And you know who made me appreciate it? Who? Matthew Perry. Matthew guy, Perry. All right. Yeah, that, that dude is very much underrated, in my opinion. He has underrated timing when it comes to acting. He, he is. But the problem is the character he played on this show is actually him. So, so not only did he typecast himself, but that, I mean, if, if you've ever seen any movie he's in, he's this guy, Yeah. you know? So I don't know, man. It's just, you know, a little weird, but, uh, yeah, we had Matthew Perry in this show. We had, um, Jesus Christ, let me go ahead and go down here. Courtney Jennifer Cox, Anderson, Jennifer Courtney Anderson, Cox. Jesus Christ, Courtney Cox. This was yes, her sexy uh, days. Uh, we had Matt LeBlanc, David Schwimmer, NYPD Blue. He was in the first season. Uh, <laughs> he got killed. He got killed, by the way. No big deal. Um, but yeah, and obviously, you know, we're, we're leaving out of a few people, you know, but no big deal. This show, though, was, I mean, come on. Talk, if any theme screams 1990s, there it is right there. Yes. And I gotta admit, like I said, I appreciate the show now, and this tune is catchy. I will admit, it, it, the theme song 
fits this show to a T. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, again, this is probably one of the whitest shows in the world. I mean, and not being racist, it literally is probably what, just one of the whitest shows in the world. Um, by the way, uh, Smark went ahead and uh, posted a little list of actors and celebrities that have been banned from Saturday Night Live. Dice is not on this list, so I was wrong. I, 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 I said I might be wrong. Uh, Adrian Brody is another one, Anthony. Wow. wow. Milton Burl. Milton Burl? Milton Burl? Yep. Yep. I, and yep, I, I see right here Martin Lawrence, definitely one of them right here. Uh, Sinead O'Connor. If you remember, she ripped up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. Do you remember that? Yeah. All right. I didn't. I don't remember remember it live, but I, they used to do a lot of documentaries on SNL way back in the nineties that I looked at, and that was like a big story. And like even back then, people were like, "This was like maybe five, ten years removed from the incident." People were still like, "Oh my god, she was the devil for doing that! Like, how dare she!" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. We're gonna mention some weird names on this list real quick. Elvis Costello for the song choice. Um, he chose a song in 1977. He chose a song that was called Radio Radio. And it was a, a tune that sort of talked about corporate controlled broadcasting. Um, he was banned until 1989. So he's been back. Robert Blake, another one, murderer. I think he's probably still banned. Charles <laughs> Grodin. Well, that's probably because he's a horrible fucking actor and a piece of shit. You're not a fan of Charles Grodin. Whoa, whoa. You're not a fan of Charles Grodin? No. Wow. No. They just said he was, uh, let's see, Charles Grodin stepped in the say that he was just hard to watch. Um, they said he, they, they said everything he did, uh, the Beethoven star improvised and ad-libbed his performance. It was just a hot mess. The so basically, first, he, he got he got banned for being horrible. He was the first celeb ever to be banned from Saturday Night Live. By the way, yep, uh, Louis Lasser. I don't even know. Remember Louis Lasser? Uh, I'm sorry, Louise Lasser. Uh, well known in the '60s and '70s. We don't even need to bring it up. Chevy Chase was finally banned. Um, just misunderstood that you know all his slapstick and all this stuff but uh let's see it says the last time he hosted the show he slapped sherry o'terry in the back of the head which prompted will farrow to report him to higher ups before that he had gotten into a full-out fight with bill murray and was generally verbally abusive to the staff and crew over the years uh andy kaufman we do know he was banned we do know he was banned. And if you watch Man on the Moon, which we will definitely get to that one night, um, he tells you why he was banned. Just talk about awkward. Uh, Frank Zappa. What the fuck? What the fuck? Frank fucking Zappa. Uh, <laughs> extremely rigid about his anti-drug stance. Didn't flow well with the more relaxed cast and crew. In other words, the cast and crew were all druggies. Uh, political statement didn't go. Rage Against the Machine! Speaking of the 90s. Banned, obviously. They did a song they weren't supposed to. Banned for life. And, wait a minute. Did drugs on live TV? Hold on. Like other... <laughs> Anthony, did you know about this? I did not. And, and, and that's so hypocritical. You can't tell me Pelushi, Ackroyd, Chevy. They didn't... Steve Martin. They didn't do a couple of... Uh, 
couple of skits under the influence. Oh no no no! The that band bump- who the band who did drugs on stage was Cypress Hill. <laughs> oh, was it weed? Yeah, they were smoking pot on stage. Fuck that. That's awesome. That's legendary for me. I'm sorry. And they were drink and, and they were yeah the, so and they were drinking on stage. All right, uh, awesome. The band Fear has been banned from there. This is the last one. Fear, um, Jesus, I don't even remember them, but they were back in. This was back in like in like 1981. So, Jesus, they tore up the set and did over two hundred thousand dollars in damage. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. And again, no mention of Andrew Dice Clay, but I thought, uh, real quick, we could take a break and go over this list. Yeah. We got time. We got time. It's fucking Saturday. Fucking Hell Saturday, yeah. man. So, all right. You know what? I don't think we need to go into Friends anymore. That list was actually fucking great right there. That was uh, awesome. Thank you, Smart. That was awesome. Yeah, man, that was fucking good list, man. Appreciate that, Smart. But uh, yeah, and that song was uh, originally, let's see, I'll called "I'll Be There for You," uh, composed by Michael Skloff, lyrics by Ali Willis. Yeah, that's definitely a girl's song, and performed by a band called the Rembrandts. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. You were right then. So, real quick, before we go to the next one, mm-hmm. if you had to choose one, one night stand, are you going Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox? Because they both were pretty much at their peak during this time period. Oh, I would, I, I, I believe. Ooh, that's a tough one. You know what? I would go Courtney Cox, and there's a reason. Might be a weird reason. Jennifer Aniston looks a lot like my sister. A lot. <laughs> a lot like my sister. So I'm going to go right with Courtney Cox. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you realize you'd be getting David Arquette sloppy seconds, right? Uh, that'd be all right. Former WCW champion David Arquette, sir. I think I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, holy shit, this is former WW, WCW champion, David Arquette's bitch. Yes. Ex-bitch. How, how, hilarious, how hilarious is it that George Clooney ended up with uh, David Flair's uh, sloppy seconds of all people? <laughs> David Flair can lay claim to hitting Stacey Keebler first. I always thought that was funny. That'd be <laughs> worth it too, man. <laughs> I swear, I, I always thought that was the funniest damn thing. Yeah, That would be worth it. That would be worth it, man. I don't know. And then he broke up with her, and I mean, no more Stacey Keebler. It's like we don't. It's, she's just gone. That sucks, man. Yes. Ah, crack another beer here before uh, your next song, Anthony. But yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, who, who, who are you going with at that point? Honestly, I probably would go Courtney Cox myself because I was a fan of her and uh, Ace Ventura. She was very hot in that movie. She was. She was extremely hot in that. And now, what, what was that? Uh. Cause she started. Uh, what was that concert that she got uh, famous for? She jumped on stage uh, with Van Halen. No, sir. That was Bruce Springsteen's "Dancing in the Dark." Because that was her first like exposure mm-hmm. publicly, wasn't it? Yep. She jumped on. She, well, it was obviously a setup. She was the actress chosen to jump on stage and dance with him, and she did the whitest '80s dance in the world. And when you're it, that hot, does it matter? No, no. And it lasted all of I think like eight seconds and then that was where she got her start that was it nice so yeah and i'll tell you another movie you want to talk about her sexy again three thousand miles to graceland that was a johnny Depp, wasn't it no that was kevin costner kurt russell bokeem woodbine had a part in that movie uh that was an excellent uh, christian slater was in that movie for a while that was a great movie we are 
we will get to that. We will do an Elvis instead of doing an Elvis movie. I'll, I'll, we'll do that one. It'll be Elvis theme show because I actually have been meaning to see that movie. By the way, it, it will. I, I will. I'll tell you what. Instead of making you suffer through an Elvis movie, because you've already said you don't want to do that, I'll make you watch that one. And that's actually a good movie. You'll like that one. And like I said, she is most of the movie. She's sweaty and in a low cut shirt. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Exactly. I was. And plus, she just—I don't know. Like, she just seems like more of a fun time to me. She seems like more open to things. Jennifer oh, yeah. Anderson. You know how I mean? She's hot, but she seems like a little more reserved in a lot of respects. But Courtney Cox seems like a girl that just goes balls to the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. See, Papa Dave wants us to do Viva Las Vegas. I'm going to make a confession. What? I actually am a fan of Elvis songs, believe it or not. I, as a kid, I used to, for some reason, had this obsession, like with doing Elvis impersonations and singing his songs. But his movies were just so damn hokey. I haven't actually sat through a whole movie. Maybe I would like it, but I've actually never sat through a whole movie. But they just came across very hokey to me. I know, ironic, given that I like wrestling, but there's a couple know? ones that I think you probably wouldn't mind. His first movie was called love me tender it's kind of a cowboy movie you might like that one now his mother couldn't watch it because spoiler he dies at the end but uh there's a i mean there's a ton of them maybe we'll i don't know maybe i'll do it with maybe i'll make you watch one one day <laughs> i don't know maybe what because what was it let's let rattle I mean, off you said uh, that one uh he had jailhouse rock didn't he Oh yeah, yeah, Jailhouse Rock. Here, hold on. Let me see. Am I plugged in over here? Hold on. Well, I, I, I can get you a list of the Elvis movies I have, if you'll give me a second. Let me go into my book here. And, you uh, have a book? You have an archive of I Elvis have, material? I have a uh, external hard drive. Nice. <laughs> what? You don't have an external hard drive with multiple Elvis movies on it, dude? Well, your dad still has the original records, doesn't he? I, actually, we used to. They've been damaged, and most of them are gone. These are just the ones I have. I have 17 of them. Uh, well, some of them are tours. I'm not going to give you those. I have Blue Hawaii, which that's the one you might like. Clambake, Fun in Acapulco, GI Blues. You could add that one you could do. Uh, girls, 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 It Happened at the World's Fair, Jailhouse Rock, King Creole. That's a black and white one you'd actually like. Uh, live a little, live a little, love a little, love me tender. The first movie, Paradise Hawaiian style. He loved those Hawaii movies. Roused about, stay away, Joe, and tickle me. Those are just a few of them. Elvis did like twenty nine films, wow. just literally. And you know, we've heard the Eddie Murphy thing, and it was true. Elvis did just fucking sing everything he said, yeah. but that's because his voice was so natural. Yes. But anyway, now- th- this. This isn't an Elvis show. We'll we'll definitely do that one night. That'll be a good one for me. Uh, I'll I'll let my dad know when we do it. He'll be listening. Oh, huge Elvis fan. My dad, by the way, huge. Used to imitate him as a kid, like like on stage. Did you ever dress up as Elvis for a Halloween box? No, but I have pictures of my dad dressed up as Elvis for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do that one day, like do a THC Halloween party. You got to do Elvis oh, yeah. once while you still got the hair. As a matter of fact, my dad used to dress up as Elvis when we lived in Florida when every Halloween and go around to his customers dressed as floor as uh Elvis. <laughs> Give him that lip quiver. Oh, he oh, he does it. He he would do that and 
one year, he was a little heavy. I had to drive him because he couldn't, he couldn't move his arms in the suit. And I'm like, do you realize how actual Elvis this is right now? Like, <laughs> like wearing a suit so tight he could barely move his arms. This is like perfect Elvis. This is awesome. And you know what? I can't even hate on Elvis. Like, the guy in his prime had to be a pussy bank. Had to be. Elvis liked him young and virgin. Rumor is he used to send out his guys to, like, ask if any girls wanted to lose their virginity to Elvis Presley. Uh, and don't forget, he got his, his wife was 17 when he married her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. These were different times. Way different times. You know, this was the, around the same time where Jerry Lee Lewis married his 15-year-old cousin. Yeah. Fifties were a different time, folks. Way different. This, way different. They, By the way, they stayed together for like 30 years, those two. But uh, anyway. Uh, all right, Anthony, let's go ahead and get to your, 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 your go, right? Yep. Yeah, here we go. Uh, go ahead. Tell them what, you, tell them what we're doing, man. New York Undercover, to complete the uh, trifecta of Fox shows from the 1990s, Thursday nights, uh, you had Martin, you had Living Single, then you had New York Undercover. All Very right. much an underrated cop show, man. It was like the perfect infusion for me of cop show and hip-hop music. Did you ever watch it back in the day? I did watch it back in the day. I was a fan. It was a cop show. Are you fucking nuts? Uh, I love cop shows, and I even did back then. I've loved cop shows for a long time. Uh, there were many years I wrestled with, well, maybe I should quit all this shit and become a cop, but I'm too fucking old now, so might as well just keep fucking drinking and getting high. Uh, <laughs> but uh, see, see, we have goals on this show, folks. We have goals. No, I had goals. <laughs> now my goal is to just keep drinking and get high. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, let, let me check. Did, uh, did, I wish Kevin Smith had a uh, fucking TV show that we can kind of put on this list right now. I think it would fit. It probably would. Um. Anyway, yeah, I was definitely a fan of this fucking show. Now, let's see. This show here lasted from 1994 to 1999. So it got four full seasons. Um, Five full seasons. Sorry. One, five. No, six. The hell is wrong with me? Fuck you, IMDb. IMDb only has four seasons down here, but they're wrong. That's... See, you can look it up real quick. Let me see. Yeah, that can't be um, right. Let's see here. Okay, let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. IMDb is fucked up a little bit. Yeah, it's those four seasons, eighty-nine episodes. Okay, four seasons. IMDb is saying years from nineteen ninety-four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That doesn't seem right. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, the show started in 1994. Yes, sir. So, there you go. This one had had some good fucking stars in it, man. Uh, Malik Yoba, Michael DiLorenzo, who was the kind of guy that's sort of... Every now and then you would see him show up in the 90s. He was big in the 80s. I believe he was in a Michael Jackson commercial in the 80s, right? Yeah, I believe so, because I remember seeing him, like, pop up, and, like, even if it was, like, a small role, a couple of Spike Lee movies. Uh, actually, he was in a Pepsi, excuse me, I'm, I'm, I literally just, just, this just popped into my head. He was in a Pepsi commercial with a Michael Jackson song. That's actually how Alfonso Romero got his start, too. 
We'll talk that about him true. in a few minutes. Let's not even go there right now. Um, but this show right here, yeah, they had a lot of great fucking stars. And like you said, man, the theme to this fucking thing was great. And that was, um, uh, who, who did that? Do you remember? Uh, the theme was composed by, uh, the first, for the first three seasons, it was composed by, let me see, James Mute, Dunn Pearson, Gregory Royale. And for the last year, it was James Mute and Dunn Pearson. All right. The one I have, I believe, says it's by Jay Smooth. Hold on. Uh, produced by Jay Smooth Soul. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and play a little bit of this. It's long, so I can't play the whole thing. So here we go. A little bit of uh, New York Undercover. So nineties, man. That is so nineties. They got rid of the, the, the you know the the old eighties synthesizer and they put in all these MIDI beats. That is such a nineties thing, right there, man. Such a nineties thing. But that's good shit. I like that theme. Yeah, it fit, it fit, man. And like I said, the show honestly, it didn't get the chance. To, it really didn't get the uh, chance to be what it could have been, in my opinion. It really, the same way um, NYPD Blue lasted for what twelve years. 12 years, right? 12 years, correct. This could have had the same amount of potential, but politics behind the scenes. Because Michael DeLorenzo actually kind of got, I want to say he, I forgot what the uh, situation was with him, but I think they thought they were getting screwed on like the uh, back pay on royalties and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So despite him, they killed him off at the end of season three. (laughs) Well, And he was was actually replaced by uh, Thomas Mickle Ford that last year. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I I, I got to be honest. I don't remember a lot of this show. I remember watching it, and I'll be honest. I can't find it to watch now. Yeah, it's hard as shit to find. I've looked. I've I've torrented, but uh, I can't find the show. Um, eventually, Hulu will have it. I know they will. Uh, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, NYPD Blue popped up on there. Uh, and actually, if you're a Blue Bloods fan, the the last season eight just just started on Hulu. So if you missed any of Blue Blood Season 8, it's on Hulu, starting today. I was uh, watching it before we started this show, actually. So, but yeah, I don't remember a lot of this show, but I do remember watching it, and uh, obviously, you know, any cop show, I'm down to fucking watch. Trust me, if you find if you get access to it and binge watch it, it's only 89 episodes, you'll, you'll fall in love with it, bro. Oh yeah, I, I I want to. I want to get it, and I want to fucking binge watch it. You know, that, that that's what I want to do. So I don't know if I do find it, I will do it. So all right, let's go ahead and go on to uh, go ahead and go to my sure. next one. Unless you got more on uh, the uh, NYPD undercover. No, bro, it's your turn. All right, or New York undercover. Sorry. Uh, all right, my turn. All right, I think this is another one. I just need to go ahead and. Get out of the way and play it. Here we go. Let's go ahead and rock some of this. You guys ready? I know you are. Here we go. Ah. 
too predictability The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV Obviously, this is the theme to Full House. Uh, Jesus Christ, another show that you'll never forget the theme. And, of course, the, I, I do know this show has been revamped, and they're doing it now uh, on Netflix. I know that. And this was another one of my shows that started in 1987, but this show lasted till 1995. So this was... We'll give it a pass. What was that? We'll give it a pass. It works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please. If, if, if I had a problem with it, I would have deleted it and picked another one. But, yeah, I mean, we had Dave Coulier in this show. We had uh, John Stamos, who seems not to age ever. He God bless the baby. Seriously. <laughs> Holy fucking Greek genes. Jesus Christ, man. This guy. He, he This guy just had a kid. You know that, right? Oh, he, 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 wait a minute. You he, see, he got to be in his 50s now. He he's like be. 55. He just had a kid. God he bless that, this he, man. He got that Gene Simmons blood in him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Candace Cameron Bure is her new name. Um, obviously, her brother was Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains. Uh, but Candace Cameron, who, my God, if you've watched the new one, she's gorgeous. And if you watch Jody Sweeten in the new ones, holy shit. Uh, yeah. But back then, I, she... I but what? But back then she was little Stephanie Tanner, um, and obviously back then we had the Olsen twins in that show, Bob Saget, um, and there were a bunch of women that came in and out of that show. But uh, that that was the main cast right there. But uh, yeah, jo- I mean Jody Sweeten, who knew she was going to turn out to look the way she did? Yes, Fuller House indeed, folks. Fuller House indeed. Yeah, Fuller House, man. Check it out on Netflix. If you've got a Netflix, check it out. It's actually a. F- it's actually cool what they kind of. You know, they stayed, they're in the old house, and they're, it's kind of cool. And they're on three, like their third season already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. They just kind of, uh, they kind of reference old stuff, but they don't, but they, re- it's it's kind of weird how they do everything. But it's a good show. Check it out, check it out, check it out. They definitely keep it fresh because... Uh, I haven't, I'll be honest, I'm kind of behind on the show, but I did watch it in the first season. Mm-hmm. And I liked how they kind of like introduced like a lot of the original cast, Uncle Joey, Uncle Jesse, right. Bob Saget. The, and then they kind of slowly, not push them off, but kind of like transition into like the newer cast, you know, the Stephanie and the DJ, because it's more about their lives. And they're basically kind of like the next generation of the family raising their kids. Right, 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 right. And they, they have cameos. They all just kind of show up here and there. John Stamos shows up here and there. Bob Saget pops in here and there. Dave Coulier pops in here and there. So it's it's it, it's cool the way they've done it. So, all right. And by the way, that is the song by Jesse Frederick, who we talked about earlier. And now that I hear it, I never put two and two together. But goddamn, that is the same voice. So this guy did both songs. Who knew? This guy's fucking amazing. Look at this guy. And box, you know. We're not we're not mean on this show, are no. we? I like to think of us as good guys. Mm-hmm. All of us at THT, you know, even though it's never too soon. Uh, I, I gotta mention, has anybody aged more horribly than the Olsen twins? I don't mean it. they could be very nice people. I don't. I've never met them. They could be sweethearts, but they've aged horribly. I gotta tell you, Jesus Christ! They got one sister 
who looks good, but the two, the main two, good God, I'm sorry, they have aged I, horribly. I knew those two were going to be fugly way when they were younger. Those two just didn't look like they were going to be cute at all. Um, I don't know, man. And one of them has kind of an eating disorder, and she's like super skinny. Um, but meanwhile, they're fucking rich as hell, dude. They somehow keep their shit. And you know what, man? And this happens to a lot of these fucking really young child actors. They sort of go crazy. Now, we haven't heard anything of these two going completely nutty. But, I mean, they're not in the new one. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't, they kind of refuse to do the new one. They're not in any of the seasons. They won't make a cameo or anything. Every now and then they mention them, but that's it. And they mention them like on a joke or they'll pretend they're on the phone with them or something. Yeah. It, it, it basically it's, it, it, I don't want, I don't want to say they take cheap shots like they did on two and a half men when Charlie Sheen was off the air, mm. but they kind of like take, get their little digs in, but they're kind of like playful digs, nothing like intense or serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 yeah, they're, they're not trying to kill anybody. Not at all. So, um, all right. I really don't have anything more to say on that fucking show, man. I mean, it was a, uh, great show and, uh, you know, check the new show out. But I mean, Full House speaks for itself. Good theme. And, uh, let's go for it. What do you want? Uh, you know, your next one, man. Go for it. Ah, uh, well, it's topical. Might get might get us a little heat, but uh, next one on my list is Roseanne. Mm-hmm. I know it started 1988, but to <laughs> me, that that theme is so iconic, man. Everybody around the table, hanging out, eating pizza, whatever the fuck they was eating. Yep. I, I don't know, man. At the, to this day, man, that's one of my favorite all-time television themes. It all should time. be. It should be, man. And I did get season one and two is what I did get. Uh, and, uh, let me go ahead and rock that shit, man. Hold on, let me turn up the volume a little bit, and here we go. you heard that harmonica you knew what yeah. was coming on you know it was on <laughs> it was on time to watch roseanne and yeah i i guess we need to get a little let's not fucking really talk about it but let's I mean, we, we do need to mention yeah roseanne's a fucking idiot <laughs> yes. she knows she screwed up but she's still a fucking idiot for what she did what she said um, yeah. they have actually officially said that they are bringing back the show, The Connors, without Roseanne. Yep. Um, which I understand. Listen, the show might, you know, I, I, I guess they're going to test it. I don't know. Well, I, I think it'll do fine. We'll see. Uh, basically, they were the, uh, you know, John Goodman, uh, Laurie Madcap, the rest of the cast, Eric Gilbert. They basically were contracted because since the original Roseanne had got renewed for a ten or eleven season, they were contracted to pay them for that season. So, best guess from, in my opinion, 
they're basically going to run the season long enough to uh, fulfill their contractual obligations to the rest of the cast because I just don't see it lasting long term because that cloud of Roseanne will always be over it because you're you can't ta- in my opinion you can't take away the central cast member and and re and revamp a show like that you can't it will be like doing I Love Lucy without Lucille Ball right like trying to do All in the Family without without Archie Bunker it just mm. doesn't work you can do it you can call it the Bunkers but it still wouldn't be the same show. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it, it's I under like I said, I understand what they're doing. I think you have a good point about the contract and everything that they are trying to do that, which is great. That's great of the fucking TV station to do it. Um, and you know what? The show might take off. It might actually be better. Who knows? Um, I mean, even Tim Allen's show got picked back up, also, which is great. You know, because he was he's a Trump supporter, and he kind of got his show canceled. For being a Trump supporter, so I don't know. A now, lot of a lot of people are saying possibly she shows up as a character on that show. Now, and look, we're not, we're not going to talk politics because I really don't want to get into it. But real quick, when the show came back, you know how I had like crazy viewers, 18, 20 million viewers, and that's why I got renewed so quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think that because they're going to go so far in the other direction? Because let's be honest. She has so much support from the Trump camp. That's what basically would fuel the show, the success of the show, the revamp. Do you think that if they go too far in the other direction and cater to like the anti-Trump people, it's going to be like, yeah, they're going to turn off an, another segment of the audience and the ratings won't be as high this time around? I think if they're smart, they will completely stay away from politics, especially with number one, the climate right now with, you know, the divide in this fucking country right now. Best thing to do, stay away from it. I mean, look at a show like Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods is a very conservative show. But they don't sit there and blurt out their fucking politics. But if if, if you think about that show, it's extremely conservative. Obviously, it's a cop show. They're very religious. They're Irish Catholic. They're obviously pro-Second Amendment. They're pro-law enforcement. It's obviously a conservative show. And it does very well. Because they don't get into the politics of everything. But if Roseanne is smart, they will – oh, I'm sorry. If the Connors and ABC is smart, they'll stay the fuck away from politics. Completely away from it because it's – it'll bring – almost bringing attention. It's it's like you know telling someone you know you're trying to cover a bruise yet it's completely uncovered. It, there's the the only way for them to probably make that show work. Stay the fuck away from politics. Don't go left. Don't go right. Just be funny. Yes. Now let me ask you: Do you think the producers are going to go to Chuck Lorre route? If let let's just say it lasts two three years, do you think they'll go to Chuck Lorre route and take endless pot shots at the uh, their former star, like uh, he did with Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men? I don't Countless I don't think they will. I again, they need to just stay away from it. Don't even bring it up. They're going to have to do something probably in the first episode. Maybe bring her up in the first one. After that, go about your business. Do not away. bring it up. Don't joke about it. The only thing that's going to do is get you heat from one side or the other. You know what I mean? Yes, cuz let's be honest, like Roseanne, like not defending what she did, she 
I wasn't personally offended by it. I got because Roseanne's always been, let's be honest, she's always been like a heat seeker. She knows how to get heat and get people talking. That's just been her shtick for years. Right. It was just it was just a dumb joke at the wrong time, especially in this climate. Exactly. But but the fact of the matter is, you still have Roseanne fans out there. You're still you're still going to have a segment of the audience that are going to be resentful of the fact that the show's going on without her. So the best bet, in my opinion, you have to acknowledge it. You can't just bring the show back and not acknowledge that she's not there anymore. First episode, maybe first two, mm-hmm. acknowledge it and then move the fuck on. Otherwise, you're going to piss off the Roseanne fans that are going to hate you for not bringing her back to the show. Right. And let's be honest. Bringing this show back is a catch-22. They're going to piss off one side or the other no matter what they do. If they do bring her up, they're going to piss off one side. If they don't bring her up, they're going to piss off the other side. There's no wind in this climate anymore. You realize that, right? Yep. Yeah. There's no win. It's, uh, like I said, I don't really want to get into politics, uh, but I think it, it it's going to be a no win. They're just going to have to count on the viewers they get. And like I said, I think the smart move is, you know, I, I believe we both agree, maybe first episode, bring it up, address it, whatever they're going to do, if they're going to kill her off, if they're going to fucking, you know, say she went on a, extended trip to hawaii i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do but after that go about your business do your show be as funny as possible but i don't know man (laughs) most of that shit was roseanne's fucking material you know yeah and danny brings up a good point have a different actress playing roseanne every episode (laughs) kind of like they had two beckys (laughs) they did (laughs) they did and i don't know maybe down the road dan does meet another chippy and how ironic is it how ironic would it be if they killed her off kind of like the same way they killed off dan in like the original series and then by the end of the show it was all a dream like let, let's just say hypothetically cooler has prevailed down the line and they say eh, fuck it's gonna be the last episode anyway so let's bring her back the last three years were all a dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll she tell you what. Really yeah, uh, they could. But I'll tell you what. That first episode is gonna get a lot of fucking viewers because everyone's gonna want to know: Are they gonna address it? How are they gonna do this? What's this show gonna be about? And you know what? They might just not even do it. They might just go about their fucking business, which is a mistake. That that's a mistake to me because it's gonna be a mistake either way. Like I said, dude, they're in a catch twenty two. They're they're fucked if they do they're fucked if they don't yeah no i i I get that but it's just to me that it's to not acknowledge it to me would just be insult insulting people's intelligence i agree especially especially since the show let's be honest for 10 something years roseanne 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 Mm -hmm. and then you could bring it back to connors well where's the main character at i mean and this is not to discredit the rest of the cast laurie metcalf john goodman sarah gilbert all good actors Mm mm-hmm and then they have the ability to carry that show. I have no doubt about it. I have faith in them to carry the show. But I've got to be honest. The show, it was Roseanne's vehicle. It was her concept. She created characters. Mm-hmm. To not to not acknowledge her at all would be a mistake because like, you're basically playing people for fools at that point. Yeah, so they had, mm-hmm. you, you can't win with the situation, but you, def, you have to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, like you said, most of that shit was her idea. A lot of it in the first season was her material from stand-up. So, yeah, 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, the, the funny thing is, you know, me and you have some different political views, but both both of us agree what she did was completely stupid, especially in this day and age. Yeah. Joking or like- not, it was stupid. And I don't believe she really had uh, I, I don't believe that her show should have been canceled for it. I mean, some, but, I mean, I, 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 there's no punishment you can give her for it, but definitely was stupid, and we agree on that. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things, man. But it's just like, I know it's different people running ABC from when she first started on the channel, but it's still fucking Roseanne. If you followed her, you know, post uh, television life on online, you kind of knew what you were getting into. Well, this I, is the yeah. this is a woman that butchered the is famous for purposely butchering the. Uh, National anthem, making the joke out of it. Exactly, and I believe the new head of that station—I believe I could be wrong—is an African American woman. So correct. I, I'm right. Yeah, you're correct. Okay, so I do understand why she took the stance she did, and why Roseanne was, you know, canceled. Or you know, why they got rid of her. Completely understand. It's it was stupid, and I mean I don't know you do you do stupid shit win stupid prizes you know I mean yes but um yeah you know but it you know yeah she made she made a dumb call but gotta give you know on the other side she's doing right by the rest of the cast and the crew because basically one of the conditions for bringing the show back was Roseanne essentially had to sign over her rights to not get paid not financially benefit from the show going forward. Obviously, everything that she was a part of up until this most recent season, she's always going to get paid for and get the rights to. But anything after that, she had to basically sign up for her rights. So at the end of the day, she's sacrificing a lot of money for the, you know, for the good of the rest of the cast. Cause for what we, cause we don't know her personally. They do know her personally. And I feel like they know, the, they know her heart. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was willing to sacrifice her future earnings for the good of the cast and the crew and the people behind the scenes, that says a lot about the character of the person, in my opinion, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I am I am glad they're at least bringing it back. People were clamoring for the show. So, you know, bring it back, see what happens. It's either going to, you know, it's, it's either going to do great or it's going to fail. So let's see what happens. But uh, enough Roseanne talk before we start screaming and yelling about fucking Second Amendments or something. So, <laughs> well, so. maybe you because you know, right to bear arms. <laughs> we know where you stand on that. Yeah, but I, 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 I gave you nine uh, millimeter one hundred and one the other night while we were sitting there. I was cleaning my gun. <laughs> yeah, yes, folks. Yeah, you are witness. He was giving me my warning. Like, no, I was cleaning, <laughs> and I happened to be talking to you guys. That was it. <laughs> So if I don't it. show up next couple of weeks, you know why. <laughs> but uh, don't be scared of me, turn. man. Don't be scared of me. That should shit. I I got no reason to pull it. Uh, don't be scared of me. But yes, I was. Yes, Danny, I was cleaning my gun, and no, it didn't go off early. Jesus Christ! All right, uh, all right. You know what? Let's just move on to the uh, to the next show here. Hopefully, uh, it's a fun one. It is. It is a very fun one. Uh, actually, it is the. Sh- <laughs> it started in 1989, another one that started in the 80s. 
Don't even name the sh- before you name the show. Mm-hmm. I think you should surprise the people. You know, you said it came out in '89. Mm-hmm. Surprise them with the theme, and then we'll take it from there. Okay, I can do that. Here we go. All right, hold on. Let me turn up the volume. Hill got potted down. Back on. Here we go. Obviously, there you go. Another completely white show. Uh, (laughs) Another one of the whitest shows of the 90s. (laughs) It it might be, Box, but you know what? I'm not even going to talk bad about, you know, this is one of those shows I actually wish Tommy was around, but Mm -hmm. I have a lot of fine memories to say about it, Bill. Getting ready for school in the morning. Literally, it played every morning while I was uh, eating my cereal. My Fruit Loops, whatever the fuck I was eating at the time. Yeah. So I have a lot of fun memories of uh, Saturday by the Bell, especially on Saturday mornings. And you know, it's funny, and th- that's what Weeb said, his Saturday mornings. Uh, <laughs> Smart even brought up somewhere Tommy's not gay ears are ringing. <laughs> I'm fucking gay? <laughs> the fuck? I'm not fucking gay. <laughs> um, and by the way, if you haven't watched, uh, go to YouTube and look up Zach Morris's trash. I believe... <laughs> There's a ton of videos showing what a scumbag Zach Morris was in this movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's hilarious. And I know he's on Facebook. Um, I actually get him pretty much once or twice a week. It just shows Zach Morris being a scumbag. But, uh, this show right here had Mark Paul Gosselar. Gosselar. Is that it right there? Uh, by the way, huge. Uh, he did a good uh, six, seven, eight. He did six years on NYPD Blue. Well, I know he was on it. He was on it that long? Uh, season six? Yeah, season six, Danny died. He came in in the middle of season six. Um, You know what? Might have been seven. I'm trying to think. No, middle of season six he was in. And what a, what a fucking departure for him because I'll be honest, I didn't like I said I didn't watch uh, NYPD Blue religiously as religiously as you did but mm. what a fucking departure to go from like because I always knew him he was all, no matter what he did he was always Zach Morris to me but he really changed his image with that uh, run on NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. He did, and he also did another Stephen Bochco. Uh, show. Steve, Stephen Bochco was the, one of the executive producers of uh, NYPD Blue. He did another. Stephen Bochco's show called Raising the Bar, where he played a lawyer. So another really good – it was actually a really good show. It didn't last very long. but And, and you know what? For as popular as this show is, uh, Say by the Bell, it only went four seasons. Actually, uh, five. What? Is IMDb wrong again? Yeah, so basically it ran from 89 to 93. Because I don't the, – the seasons were kind of wonky. But they actually did do five seasons. And then they did another ten with uh, the new class from 93 yeah. to like no, – I'm sorry, another seven. Yeah, they did do a bunch from – now, the original right here, uh, we're looking at, uh, again, Mark Paul, whatever his name is, Mario Lopez, Dustin Diamond. Wow, are there a lot of there's, – there's a lot of shit to get into about Dustin Diamond, Screech. 
Um, yes. Lark the Vor- college years. Yeah. Yeah. Lark Voorhees, uh, Dennis Haskins, huge wrestling fan. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Elizabeth Berkeley, no problem being naked on film. She was also in NYPD Blue, by the way. <laughs> so tons of stuff, man. But I mean, yeah. And they, they did do a lot of other versions of this show trying to capitalize on the popularity. You know, the college years came out. And actually, believe it or not, I actually enjoyed the college years. That was a good where they made the mistake was they they put it in prime time instead of because like, it had always been like Saturday morning type of show. Uh-huh. But they put it on prime time and they had they made the mistake of putting it head to head with Roseanne. And it basically got demolished in the ratings. Fucking demolished. That's why it lasted one season. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I never watched it, to be honest with you. Um, but that, that song was actually called Go For It and it was by a band called Hot Sunday. <laughs> the fuck? Jesus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I mean, I don't know. Uh, thank God for Elizabeth Berkeley. She's naked in tons of movies. Um, no, I was more of a Kelly Kapowski guy. I was more of a, I, I liked Jesse, dude. I liked Elizabeth Berkeley. I always thought she was, I mean, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was always really fucking hot, but Jesse, uh, I, I was right about Jesse. She always seemed like the dirty one to me, and I was right. It turned out I was right. She's the one that doesn't mind being fucking naked on film. You know, I mean, we did the movie uh, Any Given Sunday. She's naked, you know, three quarters of her part. She's naked in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, show guy. Anthony, Anthony had to think about it for a minute because she just thought of, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I was thinking like I liked, her, I preferred her in that, even though she was naked. Majority of showgirls, that movie was just so horrible. I just try, I try to block it out. Mm. I try to. Yeah, that it movie, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, a, was what a piece of shit that was. <laughs> it was, and thank, thank God for her, and I believe Gina Gershon. Oh, she's so hot. She's an underrated hottie, Gina Gershon, by the way. If you don't know who she is, get on Google. Look up Gina Gershon. Uh, she was in Face Off. She was in what movie am I thinking of? Cocktail with. Uh, um, she was the. Uh, uh, I forgot who she was, but she was in Cocktail. She was in Face Off. She's been in a lot of fucking movies, and she is hot, 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 hot. She was in Red Heat. Love that fucking movie. Schwarzenegger and uh, Belushi. So, all right, that's it for me on that uh, on that fucking show. Enough say by the bell, Anthony. Let's get to your next one, or do you want to just jam this one? You want to jam this one? Gotta jam it. Let's go ahead and do it, man. Let me get some fucking volume going here, and here we go. There's a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air In West Philadelphia, born and raised On the playground is where I spend most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all Shooting some b-ball outside of the school When a couple of guys who were up to no good Started making trouble in my neighborhood 
hood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. I said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice. All right, I think I got the actual song instead of the theme. <clears throat> but you know what that is, obviously. Will Smith, um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Jesus Christ. I mean, this show, talk about, I mean, to say it was a stepping stone for him, I think would be an understatement. Would you agree yes. with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This absolutely. show, uh, you know what? This show was a trampoline for him. How's that? Yes, and like I said, he, he basically got this gig Based on his, based off the success of his rap career, that was a uh, still fairly new, fairly young at the time, and but I, I swear nobody could have predicted when he got on this show that he would have turned into the actor that he would become down the line. Uh huh. Because I mean, like I said, he he showed obviously on this show he showed glimmers of being a good actor on this show. I kind of you know a lot of episodes stick out to me like the uh, one with Uncle Phil where uh, you know why don't he want me man when his uh, dad came back that he had didn't know for the majority of his childhood but who would have ever thought go on to win academy awards countless like blockbuster there was a period in time where like he ruled dominated the summer and will smith was coming out with a movie in the summer you already it was bankable it was a bankable guaranteed hit oh yeah and you know what i dare say the guy is still fucking bankable you don't think he is you don't think he's I, still worth fucking money oh i, I money yes but I think it's like the right vehicle because he, yeah, you know, he's kind of what a. It's been a while since he had like that truly, truly big hit. But oh, he's, it, with the right, yeah. with, the, with yeah. the right material, I Will Smith could still knock it out of the park. It's just been a while since he had like that hit that people talk about, just like still like constantly talk about. Very true, very true. I I I, I do agree with that. Um, but I don't know, man. To me, but like I said, man, this show was a fucking trampoline for this guy. And, you know, you even said no one thought he was going to make it as far as he did. Yeah, nobody, I mean, nobody, like, because I, I remember watching the show in real time, and if you had told me 1992, 1993, that he was going to be one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, mm-hmm. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have necessarily doubted it, but I would have kind of, like, been like, mm, we'll see. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, and, and obviously, I mean, this show was Will Smith, James Avery, recently passed, uh, not that recently, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, who we were just talking about. He's another one who a Michael Jackson commercial made him famous. That's where he got his start. He was actually dancing like Michael Jackson in the commercial and actually danced with Michael Jackson in the streets is what you know he had the Michael Jackson jacket on another Pepsi commercial though Pepsi commercials and Michael Jackson back then made stars we mentioned Michael DiLorenzo now we got Alfonso Ribeiro uh but again we had uh, Tatiana Ali on this show Karen Parsons Joseph Marcelli Defty Ray tons of people man DJ Jazzy Jeff made a few cameos uh, out of the 148 he was in 47 episodes and his parts were always small DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ Jazzy Jeff is really like the Marty Chinetti, isn't he, dude? No, yeah, but he's very, yeah, yeah. He, he is in a lot of ways, but super talented guy and really very much instrumental in uh, Will Smith's success. Very much instrumental. Very much. I will definitely agree with that. Don't think we can take that away from the fucking guy. 
So, yeah, he, he definitely had a lot to do with it. And, and, you know, good for him. But I don't know, man. I always thought he kind of had the shit end of the stick. I mean, look at fucking Will Smith's career. Hopefully old uh, old Smithy is taking care of uh, taking care of DJ Jazzy Jeff on the, uh, you know, on the down low that we don't know about. Oh, oh, he's still making money because he still like works behind us. He's more of a behind the scenes type of guy. He's a producer. He's still like very much involved in the music industry. So he's still around. He's just, I'm not sure. Maybe he didn't have aspirations to be like in front of the camera. But hey, God bless him. You know, he was on 48 episodes. His his scenes were generally short. And, but I'm sure he got a nice little paycheck. So I'm sure he's all right because they still fucking play, replay Fresh Prince to this very day. Mm-hmm. No, they do. So I'm sure he's still getting the check, and I'm sure he's very much happy for that. Uh, could you imagine getting the check in the mail for thousands of dollars for 30 seconds worth of work? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, and by the way, this is one of the shows where they did switch characters on us. Vivian. Yes, uh, they did. Um, and Danny even brings up in the chat that Aunt Viv and Will Smith are not on good terms now. That was part of it during the show. Um, they, she was obviously a, uh, uh, Jesus, how do I say that? She was obviously a bitch. <laughs> it, 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 it was a combination because like people don't realize how young Will Smith was pretty much young when he started that show. He was mm-hmm. still a kid mm-hmm. and she was more or less a classically trained act. Like she basically prepared her whole life to be an actress. Right. Right. Will right. Smith was just a rapper basically that was gifted a role on the show. So it was that conflict, I'm sure. And then. Uh, it was other personal things because she had her beef was with Will Smith. Her beef with, was uh, with the uh, producers of the show because I think in the uh, middle of the uh, between the second and the third season, she had got pregnant. That created some issues, and then they eventually said, "You know what? Fuck it. It ain't worth it." So after the uh, end of the third season, they axed her, and then coming back out of the fourth season, he mentioned Jazzy Jeff early. They did an episode where uh, he was the character to basically acknowledge that, "Hey, I, you look different." And then Will Smith does a little look at the camera, like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of those, was, one of those kind of like, yeah, we had to do, what we had to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And one of those funny, uh, Janet Hubert, the first one, uh, the first Vivian, and Daphne Reed, the second Vivian. Janet Hubert was in seventy-four episodes. Daphne Reed, seventy-five. Uh-huh. One episode off of being exact. So pretty much exactly halfway uh, is when they kind of uh, split those two up. But yeah, man, crazy shit that they had all these fucking problems. And I don't think they ever fucking worked it out. So I don't know, man. What else you got on uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Love the show. Uh, were you a fan? Oh, yeah. I think everybody was a fan of that show back then, man. Great show. Funny as hell funny as hell and i i don't know man i always thought alfonso was a lot you know the it was funnier than will smith yeah i i, <laughs> I liked carlton yeah. i loved carlton i thought he was a better character than will smith oh yeah well will, well, yeah, will smith was supposed to be the cool character mm-hmm. and the, he was uh carlton was obviously the nerd type character with the barry manor which by the way you got to make mention of the barry manor little dance that i mean that is not. Wait, not wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Tom Jones. It was Tom Jones. That's Tom Jones. It's not unusual. Is Tom Jones? Yeah, but Carlton was a Barry Manilow fan on that show. He was a Barry Manilow fan, but it's not unusual that what he used to dance to do the, the old uh, white dance 
was Tom Jones. See, that's why I have you on the show, bro. <laughs> because I'm white and no music? <laughs> I, I get my white people mixed up. I know. you. We all look alike, Anthony. I get it. <laughs> but, Plus, I, I never really listened to Tom Jones. I never put two and two together. Well, if you really – if if you if, if you pulled up a picture of Tom Jones and a picture of uh, Barry Manilow, you'd be like, wow, they look nothing alike. <laughs> you, you, you definitely be a little surprised on that one. <laughs> All right, you'd be a lot surprised. Oh shit, man! Here, hold on. Let me see if I can get that fucking Tom Jones. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You thought that was Barry Manilow? Now, Barry, I, don't fuck with Barry Manilow. By the way, a lot of the shit you fucking listen to. Um, oh. A lot of the even... commercials you listen to, a lot of them are written oh. by that man right there. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not a Barry Manilow fan. I can't claim to know his catalog. But I, I, I shit you not, a few years ago, I was in a Rite Aid, just picking, you know, picking up, you know, eyes and ends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, stores like that, CVS, you always hear music playing. Right. And they had a song playing, uh, I'll Make It Through the Rain. I don't know. For some reason, it was just a catchy tune. And I looked it up when I once I left the right eight. Son of a bitch, it was Barry Manilow. My mom is a huge Barry Manilow fan. But then again, she is a Jewish woman. So Alright, here we go, Anthony. Oh, wait a minute. Let me unmute. That's the song, right? Yep. That is Tom Jones. That is Tom Jones. So, jeez, getting your white man mixed up, just like, uh, I I, I don't feel so bad now, getting my brothers mixed up every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) It happens to everybody. Casual racism here on THT, folks. There's just just so many of them, you know? Uh, (laughs) We gotta piss everybody off equally, I guess. <laughs> all right, that was pretty fucking racist right there. <laughs> um, all right, you know what? For that, let's just move on to my next one. Uh, it is my turn, and Jesus, one more time. I, I, I kind of like just playing it. Here you go, guys. You guys all know what this is. We've even used it on the show, joking around. Here we go. That's all. Don't need to play any more of that one. There we go. The fucking X Files, man. Now, Anthony, were you a fan of the X Files show at all? A little bit. I, I didn't. I can't claim to say I saw every episode, but I I, I watched it every now and then. I was a fan. All to right. a point. All right, all right. It was a huge show. Uh, started in nineteen ninety three. They, I believe, they revamped it. I think it's still still going now. 
Yeah, they did like two movies. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. I have, I have one of them. Uh, David Duchovny, Gillian uh, Anderson are pretty much the two that that are you know the main people of that show. But yeah, this show here definitely a fucking nineties. Gotta have if you're talking about themes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Another show that was uh, synonymous with uh, Fox. Absolutely. Years. Absolutely. And obviously a, a very conspiracy theory is show. Uh, they're chasing aliens most of the time and other paranormal shit. But really fucking awesome show. I haven't seen any of the new seasons, but Jesus, my I had a girlfriend that loved this show. She would watch it every day, every fucking day. She would turn this show on and watch it over and over again. I didn't know how she did it, but she did. Uh, but um, I don't know, man. Just a crazy fucking show. Uh, Jillian, and, you know, Scully and Mulder. You know, the, tons of people have made fun of those names and, you know, in movies and all kinds of things. But it's it, it was just a really fucking this show was another huge show of the 1990s. Yeah, so. def- definitely. I mean, it's one of those, you can't escape it. Like, if you came up in the 90s, nine times out of ten, even if you didn't watch it, you definitely heard of X-Files. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everyone had heard of a great fucking show, though. Um, I-, I need to catch up on it. I do want to watch the new ones. I do, because I really liked that show back then. And I, I actually... It came on right after fucking SmackDown on Sci-Fi for a while. Ah, oh, you're right, it did. Yeah, so I would actually just watch SmackDown. That was back when they just moved to Sci-Fi, and I would just leave it on and watch X-Files afterwards. And you know what? I think there was even a time where reruns of X-Files were after Raw... When they were on Spike, was Raw on Spike? No, U.S. No, well, but when they first started on USA, they were playing uh, well, it right yeah, after. Also, huh? Yeah, Raw was on Spike for a couple of years, for a few years. Yeah, but I, uh, it wasn't Spike at that time. It was still uh, TNN. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah, but I know at one point one of the, at least one of those shows I used to watch. Right after one of the wrestling shows, I forget. But uh, yeah, man, there you go, Anthony. I know you. Just want, I know you just want me to start playing your next one. Yeah, and then we'll kind of break it down. If you don't know this theme, you don't know good TV. And you also don't know good music. Yeah, if you don't know this thing, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, here you go. Yes, I left that in there. Good man, good man. <laughs> Woke up this morning, got yourself in. Your mom always said you'd be a chosen one. She wanted to live mine, you got to burn the shine. You're a bad sound with a blue moon in your eyes. Woke up this morning. Oh, 
Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Great. Great. My God. I mean, great fucking show. Yeah, and that theme, man. Like, honestly, like, feel like a broken record, but that theme... That theme song fit the set the tone of what the show was about instantaneously. It yeah. tells the story perfectly, in my opinion. Absolutely, man. What a, I mean, the, the, that theme right there really you that prepared you for the show. It really did. It prepared you. You were like, "All right, I'm about to see some shit go fucking down." And obviously, that song is from The Sopranos. We haven't mentioned that yet. Sopranos right there. Uh, 1999 to 2007, I believe that show lasted. Um, yes. And yeah, that song is uh, performed by a band called A3, otherwise known as Alabama 3. But Jesus, man. That show, I mean, and we've discussed the, the I mean, talk about, a, first of all, that show was hot as fuck when it came out, as it was going talked about on radio shows, television shows, uh, everything in the world, and probably the most controversial final show ever. Yes. The most controversial. Some people loved it and understood it. Some people despised it and were so pissed off. I remember listening to the radio the next day, uh, and people were losing their shit, most of them. And then some people were like, I fucking loved it. I personally, and I think you you, you agreed with me, I loved the last episode. Uh, funny thing, I remember because my mom was also a big time Sopranos fan. And I remember watching that last episode and the way it ended initially, we thought something happened with the cable. Like, did the shit just go out? <laughs> I know, that, yeah. like, it, it, was, it was that intense because it was just like, hit the TV like no we paid this fucking bill like what's nah, going bro. on fade to black <laughs> fade to black I ordered for the table fade to I, black I, I, beautiful I mean, beautiful <laughs> you don't think it was kind of like artsy fartsy you know leave it up to your imagination whatever happened uh, you decide what happened like eh, I'm like I mean it was a little I don't know. You could say it was a little Tarantino, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino, I guess. But like I said, man, it left it, it, it left a gap, but it left the perfect gap. It gave, now if, now remember, James Gandolfini passing away, I believe was a big hit to what the plan was. I know, and I think you know, they were planning on making that movie. I would hope so, but I mean, obviously we did talk about that on a on an earlier episode that they're going to uh, bring it back, and we'll see what that is. But well, they're not bringing it back; they're doing a prequel, which is them yeah. back in the way back. But I I think they were definitely had a movie planned, and they didn't want to kill off Tony because you know then it would have caused a problem with what I loved that fucking ending. It left a lot to grow from now again james gandolfini passed away you know what probably three or four years ago at this point but way too early for them to do what i believe the plan was and so what you think they were on the time for like maybe 10 years since it ended or something so they would probably would have did something around 2017 i think the movie probably would have been coming out very soon 
probably within the last five years if he didn't pass away. But, uh, I mean, we had James Gandolfini in this, Lorraine Bracco, uh, <sighs> yeah, Edie Falco, Michael Imperioli, who I've been told I look like a little bit. Uh, my friends call me Spider for a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> spider, Spider, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a did rat. They make you dance? Did they whole, make you dance? whole family of fucking rats. Did they make you dance? Did he drink to them? No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck. They they knew better than that shit. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, this movie. Uh, uh, and you know what's funny in this uh, right here? If you watch Blue Bloods, Michael Imperioli is in it, and Stoves, so is uh, Steve Scrippa. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, both of those two from Sopranos, both those two are in Blue Bloods, right? Like, Michael Imperioli has a reoccurring role, but, uh, Steve Scrippa is in a lot of fucking episodes. He's, uh, uh, big, big character in that show. So, yeah, man, there's your last one. I don't think you could have picked a better one to finish with, man. Excellent one right there. Yeah. Now, have you, you seen all of the uh, Sopranos episodes, right? Oh, yeah. Now, a, a quick little funny story. Uh, I don't know how long it's been since you saw the original first episode. That's when James Gandolfino still had like a full head of hair. He mm. sounded he didn't really had that Tony Soprano inflection down just yet. Right, talked a little differently. He basically talked in his real voice more or less. Right. So that pilot, I believe, was taped sometime in nineteen ninety. The original pilot was actually filmed sometime in nineteen ninety seven, and it was originally the plan was to perhaps debut it on regular TV. But thank God HBO kind of jumped in and said, "Yeah, we can do something with this because oh. that you could not have done the Sopranos on ABC, NBC. They it, did. It would have been a different show. They did. You know that, right? They did, and it was horrible to watch. Oh yeah, they did. I know A and E did it for, and it was horrible. Oh, it was god awful to watch. I tried to watch it, but it was hard. I, I could not. <laughs> no, no. I, I literally, I, I, I was like, oh, I, I kind of passed by it one day, and I'm like, oh, fuck, baby, and E, oh, fuck yeah, look at that. And then I watched it, and I'm like, I'm going to go download this. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's kind of like, you know, Howard Stern years ago used to say, Chris Rock could never work on that on regular television. Mm. Wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. And you were pushing it with this one, by the way. It started in 1999. You were pushing yeah. it. But, we've, but you know yeah. what? I figured, you know, uh, we did a tight – nope, that's still 90s. And, you know, we did some shows from the 80s anyway. But uh, like I said, man, great one to end on probably – you definitely save the best for last. Uh, excellent theme, excellent opening. Like, like we said just a little while ago, this really did get you ready to watch the fucking show, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You were sitting there, you kind of bopping with the beat a little bit, and then you're like, "Yeah, get this fucking mafia shit going." Yes. <laughs> and then let's be honest, like we just it, and it's obviously we're not a visual podcast, but. Go back and just look up the theme on YouTube, like the uh, Sopranos opening, him just driving over the bridge, the Jersey Bridge, man. It, it just it really set the tone for everything. Driving by like historical landmarks all throughout Jersey, South Jersey, Psh, man. Yeah, yeah, great opening, great show. Um, another one everyone should probably watch, fucking all the way through. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and uh, any more on Sopranos? On uh, Sopranos? Oh. Anything? All right. I think everyone knows what my last one's probably gonna be, uh, especially uh, if they're a long time listener. If, if if you've listened to us 
for a while. My last one, of course. This show started in 1993. Here you go. Come on. Here you go. Anyone who's been listening to this show long enough, obviously, NYPD Blue started in. <laughs> Anthony, you knew it was going to be in here, right? You knew it, right? Hey, I, I not only knew it, I figured yeah, he's going to finish with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 1993 to 2005, the show went 12 fucking seasons. Um, that was big back then, 12 seasons. Yes, I mean, you would have to go back to like. I think The Simpsons is probably the longest front end before that. It was, it was, uh, what's that show up? The Bonanza. That ran something like 20 years. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but this, this, this was big for her to run this many seasons back then. But again, man, this show was big at the time. Um, great, great ratings. One of the, I mean, maybe I'll use a little bit to talk about this show a little bit finally. But this show was one of the first ever gritty cop shows. It showed the real New York City. These guys dealt with the scum of the fucking earth on every fucking episode. Uh, and they went through a lot of fucking characters on this show. Um, Dennis Franz played Andy Sipowitz on this show. Uh, yes. Which... Like I've said before, this show could have been called the Andy Sipowitz show. Uh, Gordon Clapp was the only other guy to go from season one all the way to season 12. Um, Andy was in every episode, 261, every single one of them. Greg Gordon Clapp was in 256 of the episodes. Uh, James McDaniel was in the first eight seasons. Uh, he played Lieutenant Author Fancy, um, Nicholas Totoro, who, uh, you know, great fucking, great fucking actor. Hasn't done a lot, but, uh, you see him pop up in, in, in certain little things everywhere. Um, he was in from, he was in from season one till season five, five. Sounds about right. Uh, Kim Delaney, she popped up in a bunch of different seasons. Uh, but there's so many different people that have gone through this. I'm not going to bring up everybody. Really, the main two character, the, the main character in this show, though, was Andy Sipowitz. Uh, the first season had David Caruso. He started getting a little crazy after the first season. In the second season, he started demanding some really aw crazy shit, and they just got rid of him <laughs> and brought in Jimmy Smits to take over as Bobby. Um, you know, as, as Andy's partner, uh, after that, let's see, let's go through Andy's partners here. After that, after Bobby died, uh, Jesus Christ, who would have thought, but Rick Schroeder came in as Danny. Yeah. 
Yeah, Rick Schroeder fucking. And I'll tell you what, out of all the characters, I believe Danny Sorensen, Rick Schroeder was my favorite out of the partners for him. Now, after Rick Schroeder died, that's when Mark Paul Gosselar came in and he was John Clark and he finished out the episodes. He ended up, he was the one to go to season 12 where it finished. But he played a great character, man. And yeah, that really did switch him up from being Zach Morris, the high school kid. And he got a few more roles out of it. But, you know, he's he's another one who's a little bit underrated, in my opinion. So let me ask you, because you, you obviously it's a theme of the show. Uh, we bring it up constantly. Mm-hmm. Did uh, NYPD Blue ever jump the shark for you? Because, you know, 12 years is a long time for anything. They really didn't. But... I would say if any of them started getting getting a little over-exaggerated, season five was the one season that had two episodes that were, you know, to be continued. And one of them was called, what was it called? Lost Israel. And it, 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 it was a, a, a first, a first and second one. And it was about a child who died. The, the, the husband, uh, set up a homeless guy to get, you know, be the fall guy for the murder. And Andy really liked the, the homeless guy and he ended up killing himself just because he couldn't take it being blamed for a murder. But it, it was, a, they really got really deep into it and it was very close to jumping the shark because of some of the, some of the dialogue in it. They were getting all sort of not religious, but you know, they had the, the dramatic music playing and it, that was the only, only season. And then in season six, they did the same thing with a guy named Tommy Richardson. Yeah, I know my same last name, uh, who was a cop they were going after. And it was the same thing. Too long, too much going through it, but we got Charlotte Ross out of it, who ended up being, uh, Andy's wife in the uh, later episode. She came back. NYPD Blue was one show that a lot of people came in and played multiple characters. They had a lot of people on that show, which is why I mentioned so many people, because there were so many cameos on that show, famous actors who weren't very famous at the time trying to get their start. But a lot of people have been on that show, man. And yeah, maybe I did uh, use this a little bit to talk a little NYPD Blue. School. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I could sit here and talk NYPD Blue all night, but Anthony, yep. I believe there's one show we forgot to mention. Yes, from it the was. 1990s. Yep, yep. And I, I, I didn't think of it, and I apologize for that. But um, I believe I will play it right after this 15 second ad. So we need to stall for a minute. But yeah, we did forget one show from the 1990s. And uh, maybe you can look up where the show actually started. And uh, I'll play a little bit of it for you. Here we go. Love and marriage, love and marriage. Like a horse and carriage 
I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Love and marriage, love and marriage, it's an institute you can't disparage. Ask the local gentry, and they will say it's elementary. Obviously, married with children. A uh, yes. little, little, little Frank Sinatra for you there. Little old blue eyes for you there. Um, definitely forgot. Now, when, when, when did that show start, Anthony? Started in 1987, ran to 1997. All right. Ran, ran an impressive 11 seasons and 259 episodes. Wow. Man, good fucking shit for them, man. Yeah, yeah, you talk about, you know, under uh, iconic shows. I mm-hmm. mean, this has got to be in the top 10 of under uh, of uh, you know, just classic sitcoms. Yes, it debuted in the 80s, but it really hit its stride in the 90s. Uh right. definitely definitely deserves all the credit for putting Fox on the map. You nobody would have ever heard a fucking peep out of Fox if it were not for this show being the hit that it was. You because, got that right, man. Because when Fox first debuted as a station, you had this, and you had Tracy Allman, the Tracy Allman show, which I want to say lasted maybe two years, two seasons. But then after that, it was all fucked before long before yeah. Bart Simpson came on the scene. It was all about married with children. And I was a fan of Tracy Allman's show, believe it or not, I was. I don't think I've ever. I know who she is, but I don't think I've ever seen the original show from the eighties. And she was a British comedian. Uh, did sort of, she was kind of like a female, I guess you could say a female, um, uh, Monty Python kind of. Oh. Yeah. Or like, is she like, would you compare it to like a Mr. Bean type? Kind of like Almost. that. Cause those, those British comics are sort of all the same. Not that I'm, you know, shitting on any of them or anything, but that's kind of how it was. Now I had a, now I did have another kind of request. In the beginning of the show, and I I forget who actually requested it. Someone actually requested the Golden Girls. Now the Golden Girls started in 1985. It did last till 1992. Um, I can go ahead and play that theme song for you guys real quick. What the hell? We got a little fuck, bit of time. Fucking, I was a Golden Girls fan, so play that shit. I was too. I am not gonna fucking lie. Here we go. Thank you for being Yeah, dude, I I won't lie. I was a fan. There's Mark Wahlberg said he lost his virginity to this song. <laughs> yeah, we missed you, Smart. Welcome back, bro. Welcome hopefully back. hopefully it wasn't to be Arthur. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Twice. Jeez. Twice. <laughs> Smart, please. Well, the titty extended version of this song. 
And please tell me at the end of it, you said thank you for being a friend. Oh, geez. Yeah, this <laughs> awesome. is B. Arthur, Betty White. This show, uh, Rue McClanahan, Estelle Getty. Um, uh, who Estelle am I Getty thinking was my of? Girl on the show. Uh, Herb Elderman. He was uh, Stan. There you go. There you go. He was. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Um, Mayshock Taylor. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was on here, too. Uh, he was on here, uh, too. And uh, Cheech Moran, he was on the uh, the one season of Golden Palace, which was an extension of uh, Golden Girls. Uh-huh, you had um, uh-huh. Mario Lopez, believe it or not, popped up. This one of his earliest roles was on an early episode of the Golden Girls. Wow. There you go. But, yeah, this show was great, man. It was a fun fucking show. I uh, And, like I said, I'll admit, I was a fan. I'm still a fan. I mean, it's like I said, man. Like it was a well-written show, and to me, who uh, Estelle Getty's character on this show, to this day, I, I don't, I, I don't, I like them all equally. But I gotta say, I kind of put Sophia Petrillo on the pedestal because she was a savage on this show. She was hilarious. I loved her. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. She was a great character on this show. But together, these the this show was fucking amazing. Absolutely fucking amazing. Together, those girls had great chemistry on camera, which is 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 tough from what these actors yeah. say to have chemistry on camera rather than just you know chemistry you know off camera. But these girls obviously had great fucking chemistry, and I loved that fucking show. And the theme song again, it was kind of another one that kind of got you ready for the show, even though it was a girly show, but. <laughs> And I and, and, and admit it, Fox, is part of your love for it the fact that it was based in Florida? Because I think they were in Miami. They were, and actually during this show, I lived in North Carolina. I wasn't even in Florida yet. Let's see, this show started in 85. I was 10 years old, dude. So I was still in North Carolina. I lived there till I was 16, if that gives you anything. So I believe when this show ended, I was still in North Carolina. So you didn't go to Florida until like the late 90s? Yeah, yeah, I was 16 and moved to Florida. And it and it's been fun ever since, huh? Oh, dude. Bro, we got I mean, at this point, I mean, I feel like Florida has become an unofficial like a uh, third uh commentator on this show. We have to do like a Florida episode one week. <laughs> I need to eventually call up some of my boys and get them on the show, dude. I do. I do. And we will. We will. That that that'll be a That'll be when we start getting some Patreon ones out there. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for those episodes. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Oh, dude, some of those are going to be. I, I, oh, I, I, like I said, dude, I can't even remember things until my friends sometimes start talking about it. Then I'm like, yeah, no, I remember we did that. Holy fuck. Why did we do that? <laughs> I mean,. I don't know, man. I fucking loved it, though, man. We had a great, great fucking time, dude. So one day we'll do that. But, man, I I, I got to tell you, man, I love doing these fucking little music episodes we do. It's 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 awesome. And everyone can kind of, uh, you know, hear what we're talking about. And it's fucking great, man. But uh, I don't know, man. You got anything else? Anything we forgot? Any shows you, you didn't think of that we can know? I, I got none right now we'll do an you know an 80s and a you know we'll 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 kind of roll through this as we uh as we move through but i don't know man any more you got 
Uh, honestly, no. Can't think of any. I think we hit all of the uh, major ones. All right. Then, God damn it. I guess we can uh, take off here. Go ahead and do that then. Fuck it. God damn it. All right. Don't forget to check out me and Anthony right here. Mixer.com slash THT podcast. We're here every other Saturday night. Now, next week, I think we're going to uh, go ahead and do a a cop show uh, or a cop movie, actually. Um, next week is actually 7-7. Seven, seven, um, so that is actually the one-year anniversary to when the five officers were killed here in Dallas. Maybe we'll jump on, do a little uh, tribute to police, and do a little uh, little cop movie for you guys. Actually, I'm planning on doing it, so Anthony said he had time to do it. So we'll go ahead and do that for you guys. Uh, check us out here, though. Ah, The oh. Simpsons. Smart brings up The Simpsons. Next show, we'll go ahead. Trust me, we missed a ton of 90s show. And uh, we will get into The Simpsons, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And plus, tech, The Simpsons is still going on, so we can kind of do like a 90s, 2000 version, because that's still running. Oh, yeah. yeah Not necessarily yeah. going strong, but it's still on. Yeah, definitely. We'll go ahead and do that. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, me and Shaheen. Me and Shaheen are on Tuesday nights now, uh, right around... 10 p.m. Eastern time, right after fucking SmackDown goes on, right here on mixer.com slash THT podcast. Uh, and of course, Anthony, go ahead and plug you in the Rain Men. Rain Men of Pro Wrestling, mixler.com slash THT podcast. Our next episode is this Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Check us out. Yeah, and we are going to get you guys a home. Matter of fact, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take off, and I'm going to talk to you about that right now. So anyway, Folks, I appreciate y'all joining us. Chat room, you guys kicked ass tonight as usual. Thank you very much. We will see y'all next time. On that note, lady y'all. Peace. Go home and get your fucking shine box.